barman squirts a table with disinfectant and gives it a vigorous rub with a yellow cloth. I know what he's thinking. They're having an affair. I've already been blamed for the chicken bones and now I'm being labelled as the kind of woman who sleeps with other women's husbands. And I'm not. Stevie has never been married and has no children. Apart from living with a hairdresser in his early twenties, he refers to her as the lunatic. He's breezed through life pretty much doing his own thing. Well, I continue, there's nothing to stop me coming over to your flat more often. That miserable little place, he shakes his head. That's another thing, darling. I need to get myself a proper place, a home, somewhere that's not just a crash pad. I like your flat, I remark. He looks amazed. You like it? What on earth is there to like? I sip my G&T. Well, it's so pared down and uncluttered. You don't have stuff strewn everywhere. It feels sparse and simple, like a holiday flat. Stevie smiles. It's not very homely, babe. I don't mind, honestly. I have enough homeliness at home. He laughs and squeezes my hand. It is weird, though, this motorway fixation. I mean, I can understand the motel thing in the movies in the States. They are tawdry and thrilling and slightly dangerous. Exciting things happen in those places. But this is an ordinary service station in Lancashire, with rain trickling steadily down the windows and a hoover droning away in the foyer. Stevie drains his glass. Fancy another, or shall we just head up to the room? It's only just gone eight, I say laughing. Yeah, well... He leans closer and whispers... Got chilled champagne in my case. I grin. Very tempting. And proper champagne glasses. So you brought your special seduction kit? I tease him, brushing away the tiniest thought that this doesn't feel quite right either. This kit thing, or the fact that we never bother with dinner on our overnighters. But hell, he is an incredibly sexy man. So I knock back my G&T and grab his hand as he takes my small overnight bag. I've already brushed aside my doubts as we hurry upstairs, there's no lift, and tumble into our room. We kiss fervently, like teenagers who've just discovered this thrilling act. As we pull apart, I register Stevie's small black leather-wheeled case parked beside the bed. I glance around the room, which is pretty standard for a motorway hotel, Decorative turquoise cushions arranged diagonally on the bed. Coffee and tea-making facilities crammed onto a small plastic tray on the flimsy desk. A hairdryer on a stand. A notice about fire evacuation procedures and a guide to interesting things to see and do in Lancashire. And that's about it. They're all like this. The four we've stayed at on the M62 and the others we've enjoyed. And yes, I have enjoyed them in a bizarre kind of way, on the M6 and M1. From his case, Stevie lifts out a small leather box in which two cut glass champagne flutes nestle in an inky blue velvet nest. Not that I need champagne, that sole G&T would have done nicely. Then he's lifting a tissue-wrapped bottle of Krug from the case. It's properly chilled, he must have only just bought it and popping it expertly open and filling our glasses. 
We kick off our shoes and recline side by side on the bed, holding hands, legs stretched out. The bubbles whoosh to my head, and only momentarily do I wonder if Morgan will remember to lock the back door as well as the front. Stevie kisses me, softly and slowly, and it's so lovely. I'm barely aware of the distant hum of traffic outside. Another noise starts up, a fan or an air conditioning unit, then fades from my consciousness as Stevie peels off my dress, followed by the only decent underwear I possess, a black push-up bra and matching lacy knickers. I can't quite fathom why sex with this man is so thrilling. Perhaps because we only see each other around once a week? Or is it his relative youth, his taut, toned body? Or that we mainly do it in hotels? If you add it all up, the weird hotel...